This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to Mix92.6.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, given the current spell of wet weather, it does seem crazy to be thinking about a lack of water. But that is indeed what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks here on Environment Matters. And whilst over the past month or so you've probably wished that it would stop raining, be careful what you wish for. Like all life, we all need water, and with increasing numbers of people living in Hertfordshire and the southeast, with each one of us using increasing amounts of water and the pressures that climate change is bringing, ensuring that we have sufficient water is a real issue. Added to that is the pressure on the jewel in our natural crown, our chalk stream rivers. Plagued by low flow rates caused by water companies taking water for our taps from the underground water reserves that also feed it, rivers like the River Ver has been in trouble for decades. An internationally rare chalk stream river which should have a whole bunch of rare plants and animals making it home, for much of the time it's a muddy trickle and even in what we now regard as the good times, it's never the river that it was, strong and deep enough to power numerous watermills and allow the Romans to reach St Albans in boats. And it's a similar story for the 10% of all the chalk streams in the world that have their home here in Hertfordshire. So why have St Albans Green Party decided that now is the time to take action in the form of a petition to Affinity Water? I asked St Albans Green Party councillor Simon Grover. Well, I, I think the last couple of years in particular, people have really seen problems appearing in the in the lake, which was going on for years, and in the river, for the, the section that runs through the park, but also um, upstream and downstream of, of there. Partly due to the you know extremes of weather we've been having, but also just you know generally speaking that the lake people are aware is is not is not not in a healthy condition. But also the council is talking about new plans to spend a lot of money um, on improving the lake and the river in that area. And so now is a good time to go. Okay, what else is going on in that area that needs that needs fixing, and what's the role of Affinity, the local water company, in in the flow of water through the river and through the lake? Okay, and what precisely do you want Affinity Water to do? Well, it's really simple. So they they abstract water, which which is a, a technical term for taking water from the land, and that that could be directly from a river or a lake, um, or it could be from underground. In the case of Affinity, it's almost all underground, but that underground water feeds into the River Ver and into, into other other places around the area, and so uh, Affinity take that water because we we all we all use water so they're, they're in charge of supplying our water so the more they take the lower that groundwater goes droughts add to that problem as well make the groundwater even lower and the more that we use the more they need to take as well but crucially what this petition is saying is actually the amount that they lose in leaks is astronomically large it's really shockingly large and so actually what they need to do is fix a few leaks and they wouldn't need to, to abstract half as much water Okay. I mean, you make that sound very simple. Why are they not doing this? And I suppose, what would they need to change? Is it just a matter of, I don't know, employing more people to fix leaks? 
Yeah, it, essentially, it is simple. And when we were discussing this area, I actually got in touch with somebody who was very, very senior in the water industry. And I said, look, have I got this wrong? Am I missing something? It seems like a very simple um, equation. You know, they take about 28 million litres a day from the VER, but they lose 160 million litres a day in leaks. So uh, am I missing something here? And they said to me, no, that it is as simple as that. And it's a choice that Affinity choose not to fix those leaks. And the reason they don't fix more leaks than they do is because it costs them money to do that. A lot of those leaks are quite difficult to get to. They have to replace pipes. That's a lot of work. We know that's inconvenient. We see that on the road. So, you know, it's something they would rather not do. And water for them is essentially free to take. So it's easier and cheaper for them to take more out of the ground than it is to, to dig up pipes and, and replace them. So obviously there is a cost implication. Is it that ultimately we, the water users, the bill payers, are we just going to end up paying for fixing these leaks? Well, the good news is that Affinity make a lot of money. Private company, they made £35 million profit last year. So they could spend a little bit more of that on fixing the leaks. It's all about priorities. Ultimately, you know, we, we pay for that. We pay for the, for the company and how they work. They are regulated by their own regulator and the environment agencies involved as well and, and government policy and so on. The bottom line is they have the money to fix a lot more leaks. It's a, it's a choice that they make. And there's also the question of where you take them the water from. And again, they'll take that from places that, that suits them for whatever reasons. And they could change what they do. Very simply, they took water from further downstream than the upstream bits of the of the river, which are, of course, smaller uh, and more and more vulnerable, would, would be less affected. Okay. Now, you mentioned Verulamian Park earlier on, and a lot of people have said to me, look, the water in the lake there just seems to have been high for a long time. This kind of shows that there's lots of water around and we don't need to worry about it. In fact, we wouldn't want any more water there because it would just spoil the park. Is that an issue or is that actually just a misconception? My understanding is what we see in the park in particular is a huge variety in, in what happens in terms of the, the height of the water, both in the lake and in the river. Yes, there have been times when the lake's been very full and overflowing. People have seen it overflowing the path. That's partly to do with runoff and the way that when the rain comes, it'll literally run down the roads, off the roads and into the lake. It'll run down through the park into the lake. And that's that's often quite dirty water as well, which is not particularly healthy for the, for the health of the lake. So yes, when when there is rain, generally speaking, in wetter times, the water arises. But equally, you know, people have short memories and the lake has been very, very low in the past and the river is as well. And also I understand the cycle of water goes in uh, seven year cycles. and We're just getting through the end of a seven year cycle of where the, where the wet bit is and we're going into a new cycle of seven years where it's dry. So the prediction is next year we'll probably will again see very low water levels. But even this year, there were sections of the verb upstream of the um, lake that were completely dry. You could take your shoes and socks off and you would not get your feet wet. And so it is it is a problem that we don't always see within the park. But in terms of you know fixing those long-term problems for the health of the lake in particular, but also the river as a precious truck stream river, we need to, to do something. Our water flow is an absolutely vital part of that. It doesn't matter what you do to, to change the shape of the lake or straighten the river or whatever it is. If there's not enough water flowing down, it's not going to work. Right. Okay. So that's obviously important for the, the health of the lake in Verulamian Park then. And really, isn't it what every company does, just does the cheapest, easiest thing? 
we all use water, understandable they're doing the cheapest, easiest thing. What, why should we care, really? What's the, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, they do do that, of course. And, and you know, that's, that's, the, that's the business of a profit-making company is, is, to, is to make profit for their shareholders. But they are also a semi-public utility. They are open to public pressure. They do care what the public think about them. Um, they are uh, in, in the business of trying to reduce water use. You know, they will put out messages saying, please use less water. Those are important messages, and and it's complicated. You know, privatised utilities are a complex area, but they are subject to to public pressure. So things like this petition, things like going along to meet the new CEO, which is what I am hoping to do, to explain to them, you know, this is the situation. This is what people care about. This issue, you have the power to fix it uh, and to put pressure on them. Um, th- these things can be achieved. So you really think that there is a chance that this petition might succeed? I really think so. Yes, I do. And you know, we've got over seven hundred and fifty signatures already, hoping for for many, many more than that. And as I said, there's a new CEO coming in. He's going to be particularly looking out for what's going on in the area, what what the pressures are, what's the public view. And if he hears a loud and clear message that this is a real concern, and then it, it links up to the work that the council's trying to do uh, um, in the lake and the river, and to, to linking in with the whole issue of biodiversity, the whole issue. Of of more and more people living in St Albans and so using up more water. You know, these are all connected together and he's he and his team are going to be aware of this and they're going to be sensitive to public pressure. Um, this is a, re- a really good opportunity to get that message across um, and to get them to change what they're doing. Simon, thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. I was talking there to Councillor Simon Grover. Now, he mentioned the plans that St Albans District Council have for Verulamium Park in St Albans. If you would like to comment on the aspirations for Verulamium Park, then your comments are welcomed on the Verulamium Park Green Space Action Plan, which you'll find on the St Albans District Council website, and you've got until the end of the month to make your comments. So what does Fair Valley Chair John Pritchard think of the St Albans Green Party petition? Well, it's always great when local groups, whether they're political parties or or otherwise, take a strong interest in the River Ver. I mean, it's in a bad way. The more people that appreciate that and try and do something about it has to be applauded. Um, you know, the society doesn't support any particular political party, but yeah, great for great for the visibility and, and great for the river. Okay. Now, let's just think back to the summer. The last time I spoke to you, um, you were calling for a hosepipe ban. Weren't Affinity Water proved right? Surely with all this rain, the, the ver must be is it doing well at the moment? Well, the, it's just like every autumn. Every autumn we pray for rain, and that's terrible. It shouldn't be that close to disaster every autumn. There's no two ways about it. The last two months of September and October have been just over 100% of the long-term average for rainfall. So we're getting a, a decent amount of rain, but not exceptional. And it'll take a number of other months as we go through the winter to replenish the ver to the level next spring where there'll be no worries for next summer and there'll be no worries of a hosepipe ban. Even the Environment Agency is still warning that there may well be hosepipe bans next spring. There's no there's no way yet yet to tell. Uh, this rain's going to take a number of months to soak through the chalk in the Chilterns uh, before it can benefit the ver and indeed any of the other Chiltern chalk streams. Okay, so this is interesting because somebody was saying to me yesterday, um, well, you know, of course, the, the river would have been in trouble in the summer and we all had to be careful with our water, but but now it's fine and our water use doesn't really matter. Are they right about that? 
Well, no, you're you're gambling really because you don't know the effect of this this rain will have exactly on the on the river. Um, so it isn't all over. Clearly, not many people want to use their hose pipe at this time of year, so it makes little or no difference um, whether there's a hose pipe ban through the winter. It, it'll all come um, out in the wash in the spring, uh, and affinity water will either be. Um, patting themselves on the back because we've had a wet winter or they'll be looking rather worried because we didn't have quite enough rain and the summer's going to put an awful lot of pressure on them. Okay, so we really are living one season to the next as far as the river water level is concerned. Okay, so so just talking back to the petition, I mean, if it succeeds and Affinity Water do stop taking um, water that feeds the, the river, will that be the end of the verse problems? Well, no. There's always there's always there's always a catch to to all of this. So, at the moment, um, last weekend when it rained heavily was a, a classic example. There's a huge amount of water that's coming rather than soaking through the chalk is coming straight off the roads and straight into the River Ver. So the worst culprit at the moment is in Redbourne. We get the water from the new Spencer Park development on the east side of Hemel Hempstead. That channels itself into the River Red and then straight into the River Ver. And also there is road runoff from the M1. And you can imagine that's not particularly healthy with plastic from tyres and petroleum products and so on in it. So that's a bad start. And then when you're in St Albans, same thing. Um, A lot of water runs off the Batchford Estate in behind the back of the Waffle House. On the golf course, there's a lot of water runs into the the river, again, off the roads of the south side of St Albans. And none of that is chalk stream water. It's it's high in all these nasty things that come in off the road. And the the Environment Agency has a target to improve the chemical status of of rivers to, to good. And they've set a target date for that of 2063. 2063. So, John, can you just tell us what should be happening to this water? Where should it be going? Where will it go in 2063? Yeah, well, this is the thing. At the moment, there's no official statistics to show you where the uh, damaging chemicals are actually coming from. So trying to come up with a solution to stop them happening (laughs) is, is obviously pretty difficult. Nonetheless, good sustainable drainage systems, for example, would really help. Rather than the water running straight off the road, it could be delayed. It could be filtered naturally, if you like. Natural solutions are always good before it reaches the river. So instead of reaching the river and running away in an instant and depositing lots of silt, which smothers all the little insects and so on, one could try and treat it ahead of it hitting the river. But as for removing all the chemicals, the jury's out. And yeah, I think 2063 will prove to be optimistic. John, thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. I was talking there to John Pritchard, chair of the Vare Valley Society. And it does sound, doesn't it, like the River Ver and other local chalk streams, well, they're going to need our help for a long time to come. Now, if you live around St Albans, you'll find all the news about the River Ver and lots of great volunteering opportunities on their website, riververver.co.uk. Or check out your local Chalkstream River Guardians. If you live between Whitwell and Hartford, then check out the Friends of the Mimram on Facebook. If you're over in East Hearts, then you'll find the Friends of the Ribbon the Quinn on their website or Facebook page. Or if you're further into the Chilterns themselves, then the Chiltern Society is what you're looking for. They're very active on chalk streams and other issues and have loads of volunteering opportunities. And all these groups are helping to protect those precious chalk streams, most of which are found here in the east of England and nowhere else in the world. And they'd all welcome your support. 
And if you're interested in the petition that Councillor Simon Grover was talking about, then you'll find a link on the St Albans Green Party website. It's always great to hear your views. You can get in touch via email. I'm on amanda.yourworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on Mix92.6 on Twitter and Facebook. Now, all editions of Environment Matters are available as podcasts on the podcast page of mix926.com or you can subscribe through your favourite podcast provider so that you never miss a show. And if you take a look through the archive, you'll find me talking to Tim Abbott from Highfield Park Trust about their ambitious plans to renovate Selbarns Pond to make it a real asset for people and wildlife. Now, sadly, they found out last week that their bid for National Heritage Law lottery funding was not successful. However, Tim does say that they have learnt a huge amount in going through the process and that they're now reassessing where they go from here. I'll keep you posted. Next week, we're going to hear from Doug Hunt, Water Resources Programme Director at Affinity Water, about their ambitious plans to ensure that we have the water that we need whilst protecting the environment for the next 50 years. And I'll be asking him about those leaks too. I'll be back with you at the same time next week. But until then, thank you for listening.